The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. <gasps> oh, my God! Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hola, mi amigo. Hola there, Cipaco. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. Oh, okay. We take the episode. Oh, oh wow. Okay. We break it down. We do. Okay. <laughs> We push it into our own beliefs, only to find out that that's not, quote, appropriate or whatever. All for you, the listener. Kind of like going without pants. Yep. On today's episode, we look at Good Times, season four, episode 19, entitled A Stormy Relationship. Mm. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and you watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Good Times is available to stream on Peacock. P- I'm, I'm sorry, my mic must have cut. Like, your mic must have cut out. P what? Oh, sorry. Cock. Oh, okay. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought you said. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So how was your week? You know, I can quit any time. Tech, you ain't going to bring that? that shit up on the show. What? 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 What's going on? I, I can quit anytime. It's not a problem, man. Like I just what? Is it are is he having a stroke? Let's go what, what are we talking about? You know. You know. So okay, fine. You want me to come out and say it? I'll come out and say it. Yeah, I bought another guitar this week. Aha, I knew what you were talking about. I just wanted you to say it. But I got a really killer deal and uh I couldn't resist. So yeah. <sighs> Jim M right now is like shaking his head and Pressing his lips together. Mm. That's just in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That just makes myself laugh. Um, No, I got this thing. It's like a the cheapest I saw on on Reverb or anything else is like three hundred dollars. Knew it was like five hundred, and I got it for a hundred. So oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's actually sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. So, did you say what kind yeah. it was? It's an Epiphone Les Paul, but it's the Goth edition with the Iron Cross and the headstock and all that kind of stuff. How many Les Pauls <clears> does that make for you now? One, because the other one's a single cut. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! You thought you were gonna get me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that felt good. <laughs> it's tag like, oh, well, me Les Pauls yet? Like, hey, bitch, because the other one's a single cut. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm just waiting for him to ask. It's going to be all like, oh, you got enough Les Pauls here, too, Jimmy? No. You ain't got no strings. No. No, I have to do a fret job on it. No, but I ordered um, uh, pickup covers, matte black pickup covers to cover these because I think they look ugly. Yeah. Um, I ordered the tip for this. And um, <clears throat> I ordered all, oh, I ordered all new black screws for all these. So it looks nice and black. And I also have um, replacement pickup bezels because those are scratched. So when I get done with it, it's going to look really nice. Are you going to order a new um, rhythm slash whatever it is, switch cover thing 
marker? Not not for that one. I'm, oh. I'm ordering that for another one. Oh, okay. Another Les Paul that you're going to get? No. Gonna, it's not oh. a Les Paul. Well, I guess it is a Les Paul. It's a generic Les Paul. But yeah. Oh. <clears throat> it's not a real Les Paul. But yeah, I... I, I um, that's for another guitar, and uh, when mm. I get it in and I and I get it put on and everything, yeah, then I'll I'll take a picture of it and share it. Mm-hmm. Which well, some one people are you if they follow if they follow on Instagram, they know what I'm talking about already. But which one are you <clears throat> getting? I mean, or have you not? Is that a surprise? I haven't really decided yet. My wife thinks. Um, um, well, just to back up for the people that have no idea what the hell we're talking about, on a Les Paul style guitar, it's got something that in the guitar, you know, for people in the know, like Tech and I, uh, it's mm-hmm. called a poker chip, and it just says treble and uh, rhythm on it, and it's just a, the selector switch for the pickups, but people change them, you know, and I, I was thinking either getting Marsha and Jan on it, <laughs> or my wife thinks I should get um, Mike and Carol on it, she yeah. thinks that'd be funny, and then you had suggested Tiger and Fluffy. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I'll do a poll. See, I'll let the people decide. Yeah. Or just right now. Hey, what do you guys think? <clears throat> okay. Yeah, we can do it. Whatever you guys think, like if, if, you're, if you're still confused, just Google Les Paul guitar and you'll see the selector switch that I'm talking about. And so basically, it's just like I said, one side, one, one side is treble. It's a little bit higher end. One side's rhythm, a little bit lower end. So one's like kind of sweet sounding and one's kind of like a little bit harsher sounding. So, uh, Send in your opinions. Do you like Mike Carroll? Do you like Jan Marsha? Do you like Tiger Fluffy? Do you like, I don't know. Um, Gilbert and, Gottfried and. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the Brady Bunch. Somebody I guess. It can be any show we've got. sounds like Barry White. <laughs> yeah. Skipper Gilligan. You know, whatever. So, um, so yeah. Write in and let us know. See what you think. Speaking and, uh, of the yeah. Skipper Gilligan, I watched a video today on YouTube talking about the SS Minnow. Oh. And uh, how they. Somebody, there's a guy in Canada that actually owns the original SS Minnow. Interesting. Is it, is it seaworthy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. He did a whole. So like, when, you, when you say the original, do you mean the one shown in the opening credits or do you mean the mm-hmm. one shown on the beach or do you mean the one that's in the episode? Right. So they talked about the history of it, said they actually mm-hmm. had, the show had four minnows. Um, okay. I knew three, but I didn't know four. Well, the fourth <laughs> one was more of like a. Kind of, it was the one like on the beach. Oh, that's so, the one that fell apart. The well, there was one, one that was a prop that was like, yeah, the bottom was cut off and it was laid in the sand. Oh, that's from like the first, the first one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's that one. Then there's the right. one with the hole. And then right. there was one you see in the opening credits, which right. is the one he has. Okay. Um, okay. Now there's been big renovations done on it. Um, it still looks like it, but. Like some of the the deck out back is a little smaller than the original because they extended the roof a little bit. Um, okay, but it looks really nice to do like a little tour throughout. And there's like a below decks and everything, and hmm. it's really nice. Um, very nice. Is so he old at all? So his his deck got smaller as time went. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. So yeah. he he has a small deck. Yes, yes, small deck. That's right. Okay. Yeah, just, and, just uh, clarifying. And the, the guy was asking, he's like, so do you take out three-hour tours on this thing or what? And he goes, uh, I do two-hour and 59-minute ones because yeah, yeah, I would be afraid. three hours take- is cursed. So Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, plus he's probably already upset that, you know, Skipper's deck is bigger than his. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I would be. Yeah, that's, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I I also I ordered a ukulele. What's that? I ordered a ukulele too. I just I felt like I had to come clean. I felt like everybody was staring at me. 
<laughs> but see, this one's everybody different. knew and just yeah. waiting for you to say it. This this is a different story. I, I was, you know, browsing the internet, and I was in a room that perhaps isn't the most exciting room. And typically, you browse the internet on your phone when you're in this room. But we won't get into that. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and so I start looking, and somehow I came across gross. Um, this website, it's like, um, it's like, uh, Goodwill's eBay or something. Not really eBay. It's like mm-hmm. Goodwill sells stuff online, which I didn't even know what was. Goodwill's Craigslist. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And so I started getting curious, like, I wonder if they have any, you know, musical instruments. So just, just, just to look, you know, I'm right. to buy. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> surprisingly they got a lot, but I follow this ukulele player. There's only two of them that I follow. And one of them's name is Elise Uckland. And, um, Okay. Uh, she's kind of weird, but she's really talented. And her signature ukulele was on there. And it was only mm. like 25 bucks. I'm like, what? Mm. And so I went in and picked that up because it's really, it's by the company flight. It's a really nice ukulele. So if I was to buy it new, mm. it'd probably be close to $100. So. so did you get that in yet? No. Comes in Tuesday. Uh, okay. yeah, so for it you, looks it a little next Thursday. Looks a little girly. You know what I mean? It's got like a sunset on it and stuff like that. But, you know, that's all right. Hmm. It's a nice ukulele. It's going to play good. And I also ordered a pickup for it, too. So, Oh. Well, good. Good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what about you? You order any guitars lately? No. <laughs> not recently. No? Okay. <laughs> no, nope, not recently. I guess just one of us has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm the one with the problem because I don't have the money to be ordering guitars. And you do. I'm and up to... God, if I count the guitars that, uh, the the guitar that hasn't come in yet, got him up to like what eight? Not as big as mine before I left Florida. <laughs> yeah, but all mine play. Oh shit! Uh, mine could have. I just got yeah with a bunch of work. Didn't give the you know I didn't give it any love. A couple of them. Yeah, I'm up to nine guitars if you count the one that hasn't come in yet. I have one, two, three. Three electrics, one bass, and one acoustic. I need two more amps. I just realized. Are you going to play them all together? <laughs> well, I mean, I only have seven. Well, I'm not talking in the house. Uh, me, personally, I only own seven amps, mm. but I have nine guitars, so I need to buy two more amps. Right. <clears throat> and one day you can plug them all in and then just mm-hmm. hit the, the low E string on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like all around you and just be like, yes, and go. Rock and roll. But you got to have the sunglasses on with like the mirrored finish on it. And yeah. you lower it, lower your sunglasses and go, yeah. rock and roll. And I got to have a, a special pick with a little silver thing on the edge of it with Gorilla <laughs> Snot on it. Where you can see my fingers sticking to it and stuff. <laughs> that's that's a deep cut. Sorry. A lot of people ain't going to get that reference. <laughs> that's right. You have no idea what I'm talking about, dude. I assume we're talking about Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the way you were like, that's right. I was like, he doesn't get it. Like, Dude, I started it. <laughs> I started. I had the sunglasses and rocking. I did the line. <laughs> so you, you knew the Gorilla Snot reference? Gorilla Snot? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't I know the pick was some special pick that like. Well, it back, in, back in the late 90s, early 90s. Yeah, probably early 90s. They had this stuff that you could buy for your guitar pick called Gorilla Snot. And well, it was like sticky. All right. Yeah, well, I just asked you that and you said no. Well, I know what Gorilla Snot is. Oh, okay. Because right. you can see it on, on, if you can feel his fingers 
peeling off his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> or you can you can hear his fingers peeling off the guitar pick. So he had that girl that's stuff on. I feel like mm. we're going off on a tangent. Yeah. Speaking of tangents, because mm-hmm. we love tangents so much, Jimmy and I decided to do an after show. We did, but it's after the show. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it is only available for our producers on Patreon. Yes. So what could you possibly be talking about? People are asking. I can hear them. Go, what are you talking yeah. about in the after show? Hmm. Jimmy? Things. Stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. All the kind of tangent stuff we go off on, it just gives us a chance to do it without having to worry about getting back on track. Do the drill. <laughs> yeah. There might be stuff about the, this particular episode for the week, yeah, yeah. or it could be about... Kind of like what we just talked about with guitar stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So we just basically wasted your time. That could have been on the after show, but well, too true, bad. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if 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 the banter part of it is something you like, then you might like it. But, if, I mean, if yeah. you don't want to become a, a patron, that's, yeah, yeah, we're not going to you know, hold yeah. it against you. It's but completely matter. unscripted, unfiltered. And unapologetic as Adam. Oh shit! <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, the interview with Ben and the interview with Mark. Um, it's kind of like that, but without Ben and Mark. Yeah, it'd just be yeah. Jimmy and I just just jiving, just yeah. jiving like a couple of jive ass turkeys so close to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hell <right>. yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so Patreon. We didn't even. I don't have we said anything to the Patreons, the, the our no. producers about it. No. Oh, I mean, damn, we so are now, so. Well, yeah, but now it's probably already up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. That's I mean, true. We, we we haven't recorded it yet, but they can listen to it, even though we haven't recorded it yet. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. weird? I know. Like, they yeah. they can listen to it right now. Yeah. And we haven't even recorded it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a minute you, and think about that. You should email us and let us know, like, you know. Is it any good? We, yeah. Yeah. So that we can change it. <laughs> Somebody right now. Is pulling out their email. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I mean, no, we can't hear it, Jimmy. What? Mm. <laughs> but like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. And somebody's huh. like, if they were doing it right now, they would, right now they could be typing an it's email like, saying it was bad or it was good or I like the part where you said this. Right. And we haven't even recorded So yet. this is like a time machine. Because it's, it's live for us, right? But the only way that it can capture this moment in time is if this special time traveling device that we have is turned on. Rock and roll. And they have stipulations in place so that they can't interfere with our timeline. That's why they can't talk to us right now. Oh, shit. We're, we're, we're talking Whoa. to a time machine. Whoa. Hell yeah. I got to take a break. These are some good times. <laughs> But anyway, let's get back on track because this is what yes. our after show is for. It is. Now that we're 20 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, good times. What's your history with the show? Had you ever seen it? Did you ever watch it as a um, kid? I've what? seen a couple of episodes because, like I, like I always say, my older brothers, like they thought the whole dynamite thing was just the fucking funniest thing ever. Um, so, I'd seen a couple of episodes, but I was really young when I saw it, so I don't remember a whole lot yeah. about it. What about you? Yeah, same. Like, it was... Uh, I'd seen part. I never watched a full episode until okay. this one. Um, so what did you think? It was pretty good. It's not too bad. It wasn't um, as funny as I thought it would be. Maybe it was just, just this episode because this was kind of a heavy episode a little bit. So, mm. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know, it, just, it wasn't very funny. <laughs> huh. um, but it was still interesting and good. It just, 
I don't know. The way my brothers always talked about it, I thought it'd be funnier. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I oh, actually, thought it was I really liked it. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I really liked um, Florida a lot. Okay. Like um, I did a deep dive on her, which we'll get into in the after show. Um, and I did a, a deep dive a lot about the show itself. So you, when you we'll say talk Flo- about in the after show, when you say you like Florida, you like the actress or you like the character? <laughs> um, both. So I like okay. the, the character Anna and her name was Esther Roll. Is her name? Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, just, I like her. I thought she was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's pretty, and, pretty believable you know, yeah. I mean, for a sit for a sitcom. Yeah. And I thought the show was just overall good. I liked all the characters nice. and everything. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I liked it. Nice. Good. I definitely would watch more episodes. I didn't dislike it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't dislike the show. I just didn't think it was very funny. Hmm. Okay. So I thought it was progressive I mean, for the time period. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, all in all, um, I was waiting for the point where, um, where all the like seriousness stuff, stuff kind of calmed down. Yeah. And at least one person went, yeah, man, these are some good times. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that shit didn't happen. Yeah, so. I I noticed that he didn't say that. No, he didn't. Uh-uh. When we say he, I just assumed it would have been JJ. Yeah, because yeah. he's the one that he feel. I feel like he's the one that can get away with things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of surprised that this was on Peacock. I could have oh. sworn it was on uh, Amazon because, um, because I was I was looking forward to sitting here watching it and going, man, these are some good primes. <laughs> Good <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there is an episode. I think I'm pretty sure I haven't seen all of them. Right. But I mean, really, it's the first one I watched all the way through. But I do remember one episode where they, I think it was JJ and Michael. Right. I think were. They were going to go to Mount, they're going to, they're going to Mount Everest. They were going to go oh, to the shit. summit. Okay. Yeah. Right on. And as they're going up and climbing to the top, you know, they stop for a second and kind of drink some water. And right. then JJ goes, man, these are some good climbs. Wow. I didn't, I never saw that one. Did you see the one where it was a crossover with Walking Dead? No. You didn't see that one? No. They had the guy, Andrew Lincoln, the, the main guy, he was on Yeah. It. Yeah. Really? And they were they were like, yeah, it was him and, and Florida and JJ and they were fighting off a bunch of zombies. Huh. And uh, you know, JJ and, and uh Florida were so impressed, you know, by Rick Grimes, you know, uh, you know, his chutzpah as the, the Canadians call it, um, that they, they stopped and went, Wow, these are some good grimes. <laughs> oh, I tried. <laughs> I did see an episode. I do remember an episode now where where Michael was collecting coins. Oh, and nice. he started his own coin. Yeah. So this is back when John Amos was on the show and his dad right. was on the show. And his dad was trying to help him out. He's like, hey, son, I was at work today and I said I found these and decided to give them to you for your dad to your collection. Okay. And then Michael looks at him and goes, wow, these are some good dimes. <laughs> That was right after the episode where the daughter on there uh, got yeah. really into um, like interior, like she was trying to design houses. Oh, and yeah. so she showed all the drawings to her mom, and her mom's like, "Oh, these are some good designs." <laughs> yeah, that was a real episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. 
I remember uh, there was a, an episode with Wilona. She was the, the neighbor, Wilona. Right. right. And uh, they were having a, a dinner party they were going mm. to. Yeah. And, uh, and the dinner party was over <clears throat> at Florida's boss's house. So, oh, shit. you know, it was like okay. a big deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so she went with Wilona because you know, this is after Johnny must have left the show. And um, so they went together and uh, Wilona brought some alcohol, you know, as like a gift, you know, to the, the house guest, you know, as a house guest, you know, right. as a guest to the dinner party. And then when he got there, or when they got there, they handed over these two bottles and then the host looked at him she, and she goes, wow, these are some good wines. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you guys know that I go to, to a lot of comic book conventions and stuff and I've met a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. I actually met the guy that plays JJ. Oh, Jimmy Walker. Yeah, I met him at, at uh, MegaCon in Orlando, oh, and nice. I introduced him to the whole family and went, wow, these are some good clients. <laughs> all right, that's all for today. <laughs> right, um, let's take well, our did, first break. Well, real quick, yeah. one more. Did you see the one where JJ got uh, mugged and like he got robbed at gunpoint? No. No, at the end of it, like he's all mad and he goes, Man, these are some hood crimes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's take our first break and when we come back. We're really gonna get into this and break it down. And uh we're gonna find out what's so dynamite, which he never says in this episode. He doesn't. Like, I was kinda disappointed, yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> Ooh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. I drank some of my Red Bull. It gave Red me Bull. wings. 
And uh, oh, shit, you, had you some do have wings, Jimmy. Look. I, oh shit! And you had some wings jumping off your bed like that. Holy shit! <laughs> Damn. I don't know why you don't do that shit professionally or start a YouTube channel or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> bed jumping. Yeah. Why not? If people can do those ribbons, you can jump off your bed. <laughs> Sometimes I do the ribbons in bed. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Good Times Season 4, Episode 19, entitled A Stormy Relationship. Oh, shit. Let's get into it. Okay. Facts about the episode. First aired on February 9th, 1977. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Written by Eric Monty, Mike Evans, Bruce Kalish, Ron Sells, and show creator <laughs> Norman Lear. <laughs> What? Why did it take so many writers? I know. <laughs> it's okay. She disagrees. You know, they argue with the boss over. And I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> sorry. Um, it was directed by Garen Keith. Mm, okay. So they didn't have too many facts about this particular episode, but I do have okay. some more facts on Norman Lear. If you remember who Norman yes. Lear was. Mm-hmm. He was a show creator for All in the Family, Maude, he, Jefferson's, among others. He numbers. just recently did something. He did the uh, the live um, Jefferson's, no, the live Different Strokes and Family Ties. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So here's some Norman Lear interesting facts. He served in the U.S. Army Air Force during World War II and flew 52 missions over Germany. Holy shit. Yeah. He's godfather to Katie Seagal. Nice. If, you, if anybody doesn't know who that is, <clears throat> that's... Peggy Bundy. Yeah. Well, she was also on, uh, more recently, she was on the um, the Connors. Oh, she's on the Connors. Mm-hmm. She was also in uh, Sons of Anarchy. She was she's also a singer. Stuff. Yeah. And she still looks damn good for her age, too. Well, she also had two younger sisters that was in a show called, like, Double Trouble or something. But anyways. <clears throat> All right. And uh, he worked as a consultant for Trey Parker and Matt Stone on South Park. Really? Yeah, hmm. and he mentored Seth MacFarlane. Wow. Mm. And he's friends with Carl Reiner, Carol O'Connor, Mel Brooks, Red Fox, Doris Roberts, and Charlotte Ray. Girls, girls! <laughs> well, he was. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I have about facts about this episode is this marks the first appearance of Carl Dixon, played by Moses Gunn, and he appeared in six episodes. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, which we're actually going to talk more about that in the after show. So okay. I got some stuff on that. All right. So are you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. All right. We fade in. It's gospel. That sure sounds loud. <laughs> Scene one. Our story begins in the Evans apartment. Thelma sits on the couch reading a magazine with an empty glass in her hand. She yells out, Hey, JJ! JJ in the other room yells back, What is it? Thelma says, Come in here. JJ walks out of the back room wearing an apron and a shower cap, for some reason carrying a bucket and a duster. He walks up to his sister and says, What is it this time, gal? Thelma says, uh, my glass is getting a little empty. Oh, shit. JJ says, so? Thelma with a tood says, so? So fill it. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. JJ says, hey, look here, girl. 
I'm tired of you bossing me around like this. Ooh, damn. I know. Thelma puts her magazine down and says, look, JJ, we made a deal that whoever would break their New Year's resolution first would have to do what the other one said for a week, right? And you lost. You resolved not to insult my boyfriends. Plural. Mm-hmm. If she, if this was in the South, that would mean a whole different thing. The you have to do what I say for a week. Oh That's shit! A whole different theme. <laughs> JJ smiles and says, "Hey Thelma, I don't consider that an insult. I consider that a compliment. All I said was that I enjoyed your last movie, Mister Kong." Hmm. Thelma, not amused in the slightest. Looks at her brother and says, JJ, I don't think that's very funny at all. Oh, damn. Just fill this glass up now. Oh, damn. Yeah. JJ asks, you want me to fill it, huh? Oh, shit. Thelma says, yes, I do. That's what I called you in here for. Damn. JJ walks over with his mop bucket and says, okay, I'll fill it. He then pours his entire bucket of dirty mop water into her glass and all over the floor. Thelma freaks out and jumps up from the couch. Thelma shrieks, oh my goodness, JJ, look what you did. You messed up the floor. Look, you clean up the house immediately and start with Michael's drawer <laughs> way over there on the other side of the room. That, that has, has nothing, nothing to do with this water spot on the floor <laughs> that I'm somehow <laughs> nervous about that nobody mentions through the rest of the episode. <laughs> JJ, imitating Gone with the Wind, says, okay, Miss Scarlett, but I don't know nothing about birth and no babies. Oh, God. Okay. I felt terrible saying that. Thelma slaps JJ as he giggles his motherfucking ass off. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, what was with the shower cat, man? That didn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. Um, her necklace looks like a little kid's necklace. Um, this may surprise you, Jimmy, but I did not notice. Shocking. <laughs> no, it was like this. It looked like like a toy heart shaped thing, and like it may have had a face on it or something. It was just oversized hmm. and kind of childlike. I don't know. Oh, it was something weird for that character to wear. Um, why would he agree to this? He had to have known that she was going to take it to the extreme like this. Like, did <laughs> they did know. they just meet? <laughs> like, why would any sibling agree to do whatever their sibling wanted for a week? Like, why would you agree to that? That's stupid. Because all you think about is what you can get them to do. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I must have mm-hmm. had some bad siblings because I never would have agreed to that shit. <laughs> right. But once again, why would <laughs> there's literally mop water all over the floor that she freaks out about their mom's on their way home. Right. And she's like, you need to clean up this house now. Look what you just did just now. <laughs> and now I want you to start with Michael's drawer way over there. <laughs> like, it's so weird. It's just <laughs> and oddly specific. Why would she care whether he cleans? She's not the mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would she care if the house gets clean? Well, I think she just wants him to do work. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> like it should have been like, go make me a sandwich or, you know what I mean? Something for her. She, you know, yeah. Because the, the act of it's in, in and of itself is, is selfish. Well, there's nothing selfish about wanting your house clean. Like maybe it was her turn to like clean up or something. Yeah. They need to explain that better than, um, I think it should have been more selfish based. Like go iron my clothes or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. But like, does every kid have a drawer over there? So why Maybe. is it Michael's drawer out in the living room? Well, why is JJ getting into his siblings' drawers in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> two shows tag. Right. Scene two. JJ heads over to Michael's drawers <laughs> and then opens it up and begins to pull things out of it. Oh shit. 
Damn. <laughs> it's one of those kind of shows. <laughs> why I didn't see this joke? I don't know why. JJ says, boy, look at all the junk in Michael's drawers. junk in there. As he pulls clothes out of his drawers, he says... <laughs> What's up his drawer? Just starts looking at all looking at his Michael's junk. <laughs> <laughs> JJ says, Boy, look at all this junk in Michael's drawers. He then begins to pull his junk out of Michael's drawers and says <laughs> he's throwing away junk. His keeping junk, his future junk. Yeah. What's this? JJ pulls out a folded piece of blue paper out of the out of his drawers he begins to read it he says it's a letter from michael school addressed to ma thelma stands up and asks addressed to ma what's it doing in michael's drawer let me see this as thelma takes the letter from jj she reads dear mrs evans we are sorry to inform you that your son michael evans has been replaced as leader of the honor assembly Hmm. because of the stance he has taken J.J. quips, the militant midget strikes again. Mm. It's actually a derogatory term. That's okay. With a serious look on her face, Thelma says, J.J., this is really important. Ma don't know about this letter, and she's downtown right now buying him new clothes for this assembly. J.J. Mm. says, well, I hope she buys him a suit with two pairs of pants because she's going to beat a hole in one of them. Damn. Damn. They mentioned the word beat and his junk and drawers in the same <laughs> paragraph. Just then, the mother Florida is heard just outside the door coming in. Oh, no. I never noticed how much Jimmy Walker reminds me of Dave Chappelle. Did you notice so? this? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. It was like just like Dave Chappelle. I've never watched Dave Chappelle a whole lot. So, Oh, really? Damn. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. I see a lot of Dave Chappelle in the... Jimmy Walker. So, so you're saying that Jimmy Walker inspired Dave Chappelle? <laughs> no, this is Maybe. the Friends and and um, Golden Girls thing all over again. Like, <laughs> like Jimmy Walker oh, obviously stole no. this shit from Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like this was a really poorly developed plot line. <laughs> Just I mean, this like, beginning part, yeah. I feel like all this was really thrown together. Like, uh, they fuck it. Like they, they, they lost a bet. Okay. Okay, cool. They lose a bet. And then what? Well, we need to need him to find the letter. His sister wants him to clean out his brother's drawers. Makes total sense. That happens every day. Like it's, yeah. it just seems like, you know, they had all these writers, what, like 17 writers on this or something. Like they couldn't come yeah. up with a better way to, to establish like, Hey, are we going to come back to the storyline? No, no, that's it. No. <laughs> So also, uh, she's going to openly abuse her child. That's kind of fun. Nothing <laughs> says, you know, situation comedy, like talking about beating her child. <laughs> <laughs> Comes up again later, too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Scene three. Ooh. As Florida walks in the front door, JJ and Thelma panic. Oh, Thelma shit. says, oh, Ma's coming now. What are we going to do with this letter? JJ takes a letter from Thelma and says, do what all good spies do when they are caught with incriminating evidence. He pushes it in Thelma's face and says, eat it, (laughs) eat it. I bet it's not the first time you said that. (laughs) As Florida and her neighbor, Walono, enter the apartment, JJ folds the letter back up and places it in the apron front pocket. Hmm. Florida says, hi, kids. After she sets her purse down and takes off her coat, she says, I don't know why the president says the economy is suffering. 
There must have been at least 1,500 people in that store today. Walona says, mm-hmm, and they're all looking for jobs. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Florida says, I'm sorry we're so late. I guess I better get dinner started. She turns to her friend and says, Walona, why don't you stay? We're having stew. <laughs> Walona says, oh, I had dinner with you last night, and it was stew. <clears throat> um, hey, I sure appreciate that, Flo, but I got a pressing engagement. Um, all the girls down the shop are having a meeting tonight. We're thinking about forming a union now because we are sick and tired of the exploitation. Oh, shit. And the long working hours and the poor salary. Something has got to be done about it immediately. Oh, shit. I know. <laughs> Florida adds, tonight the stew has meat in it. As Walona heads to the door, she stops in her tracks, turns around and says, well, come to think of it, honey, it can wait till tomorrow, can it? Oh, shit. And they all just giggle. Hmm. Walona then shuts the door and takes off her coat. Hmm. She takes it off all slow and shit. Yeah. Man, she was straight up looking down his pants. You see that shit? How do you look down? Oh, oh because he was like adjusting his pants. Yeah, because she was he was trying to stick the letter down. Oh. First, he was going to trick it, try to stick it down the front of his pants, and she's all like yeah. staring at, like trying to look down there. Like, damn, <laughs> um, it's your brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of reminded me of the song "Rappers Delight." <laughs> Why? Because you know the part where he's talking about he goes to his friend's house and the food ain't no good. That's kind of what the neighbors yeah. doing. It's kind of the same thing. Mm, okay. you, you don't you don't remember the song? No, I remember the song. I don't oh, okay. remember that specific line. You're so white. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Scene four. Before she gets dinner started, Florida turns to JJ and asks, JJ, let me have my apron, please. JJ unties it from around his waist and says, with mon pleasure. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and wraps it around his mama's waist. Thelma trying to signal to JJ by pointing about getting the letter out of the apron pocket is spotted by Florida who asks Thelma, what are you doing? Hmm. Thelma says, nothing, ma. Florida asks, well, I mean, what is all this about? And then Florida imitates Thelma as she was pointing. As Thelma points all around again, she asks, oh, was I doing that? JJ says, uh, that's a new dance, ma. It's called the funky finger. JJ now begins to do the new supposed dance craze. JJ adds, see, you can do it like this, or you can do it like that. You can do it with a wiffle ball bat. No, sorry, it's a different song. <laughs> and now that's Beastie Boys. Yeah. Which he then points to his head. Speaking of that, this reminds me of the time when your dad had a funky finger once. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bang! Stinky Pinky! <laughs> sorry that's that's messed up tack (laughs) florida just laughs she says i can't keep up with all these dances if it ain't the flaky finger it's the hustle your bustle (laughs) walona says flo that's the uh shake your booty walona begins to shake that ass Florida says, whatever. They'll just laugh. <laughs> As Florida pulls dinner out of the fridge, she looks around and asks, Michael isn't home yet? Thelma says, oh, he's probably working late, mom. 
You know how excited he is about this new job at the repair shop, right? JJ just nods with enthusiasm next to his sister. Walona adds, and his new boss, Florida not showing any amusement, says, I know. Everything is Mr. Dixon says this. Mr. Dixon says that. As Walona has a seat at the dinner table, she says with her hand on her hip and some serious neck action, (laughs) you got that right. If Mr. Dixon told Gramps the world was flat, he wouldn't go north of the loop for fear of falling off. Oh, shit. (laughs) Florida says, well, I hope he gets here soon. (laughs) I'll stay away from her then. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was doing the synopsis, I was like, did she just refer to Michael as grandpa? Yeah, I thought that too. And I was like, what the? <laughs> and so I like, and I looked at closed caption, closed caption. He says grandpa too. I'm like, she's talking about a, her neighbor's son who's 15. And why is she calling him grandpa? So I did a little Google search. <laughs> and because uh, we don't know, it was the only episode we really watched. Right. So Walona calls Michael Gramps because she always said that he looked like an old man. He was smart, educated, and had an old soul. Hmm. Okay. So she always calls him Grandpa or Gramps. Interesting. So, yeah. They must have an episode where they explain that or no? Um, probably. Okay. I'm sure. <clears throat> I swear JJ is stoned out of his mind. <laughs> probably is. <laughs> Scene five. Ooh. As Florida is cooking in the kitchen, Thumb is quietly arguing with JJ about getting the letter out of the apron pocket mm. that their mother is still wearing. Mm. She slaps JJ's hand, trying to get him to go get it. Florida notices this and says, Thumb, we stop that dancing and help Winona set the table? <laughs> Thumb just laughs it off and helps set the table. Mm. JJ, now with a plan, walks over to Florida and says, Ma, you've been working too hard around here. You know, it's up to the family members to take the load off of your apron. <laughs> I mean, uh, your shoulders. <laughs> JJ unties the apron off Florida, takes it from her, and says, Thelma, you cook. Oh, shit. He hands the apron over to Thelma. Walona says, Thelma, cook? Honey, I'm going to the meeting. She pretends to walk off, but then turns back around and then laughs her motherfucking ass off at her own joke. (laughs) Florida says, JJ, stop your foolishness and give me back my apron. JJ hands the apron back and ties it around his mother's waist. Oh, shit. From behind. He's like, you like that? Why the hell, why the hell did he have an apron on in the first place? I don't understand. I don't keep to clean out a, clean. To clean out a fucking drawer. <laughs> well, he I needs mean, an apron he had it on from... I assume he was back in the bathroom cleaning. Yeah, but when you mop, you put an apron on? That doesn't make uh, sense. You don't? Uh, well, no. no, I do it in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> you mop in so, the bedroom? Sometimes. Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realize how that sounded until it came out of my mouth. It's another thing we said in the bedroom. Gross. He was holding the apron and handed it off to Thelma. Right. You mean to tell me they couldn't have taken that letter out with it literally sticking out of the pocket? <laughs> That's true, yeah. He's holding it that whole time. Hands yeah. it to Thelma. Thelma now has it. And she's like, boy, stop your foolishness and give it back. Thelma hands it back to Jimmy or right. JJ. And then JJ, then all that time. <laughs> he could, or he could have said, oh, I left something in the apron. Yeah. She's not going to be like, give me that. Like, she ain't going to give a shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Scene six. All of a sudden, hmm. Michael comes in the front door. He says, hi, everybody. 
Florida walks over to greet her youngest son as she says, Hi there, Michael. I bought you a new sweater and a new pair of pants to wear to the honor assembly. As she takes them out of the bag, Michael awkwardly says, Oh, that's great, Ma. <laughs> Walona, with a big smile, says, Come here, man of the hour. Oh, am I proud of you, Gramps. We all are. Michael says, um, thanks, Walona. Florida takes Michael's hand and with a big smile says, so many good things have been happening. She proudly looks into her youngest son's eyes with true endearment as she goes on. Michael leading the Pledge of Allegiance at the Honor Assembly, holding down a job. She looks down at his hands and says, you know, Michael, you have strong hands just like your father's. He had strong hands, too. Boy, did he have good hands. <laughs> strong fingers, long fingers, fat one, too. JJ rubs his ass and exclaims, boy, did he have strong hands. Oh, yeah, daddy. <laughs> well, on a thumb, just laugh. <laughs> Florida walks over to the closet and pulls out a tool belt. Oh, shit. Is he in trouble? No. She says, Michael, this is your father's tool belt. And okay. she puts it back. No. <laughs> 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 oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> she, walks, <laughs> she walks over and hands it to him. She goes on. I think it's about time you should have it. You can use it in the repair shop. He works in a repair shop? I thought he worked like in a, uh, in a hardware store. No, it's a repair shop. Well, no, because there's that one episode... Um, what was it? Yeah, there was that one episode where where he walks into work, yeah. and like he walks in like the lumber section, and he's like, "Wow, these are some wood times." <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. <clears throat> Michael looks at it and says, "Yeah, ma, this will work great. I'm gonna go down to the shop and show it to Carl." Florida says, "Well, first, I want you to try on your new clothes." Michael argues, well, Ma, I can try them on tomorrow. Florida says, I want you to do it now. There mm. may be some alterations. Michael puts the tool belt over his shoulder and says, I can do it later. Florida, mm. not listening, pulls out a shirt and holds it up to Michael. She says, oh, Michael, <laughs> you're going to look so good. I might go to that assembly myself. Mm. It's kind of fucked up. <clears throat> Walona says, hey, that's a good idea. But Thelma chimes in and says, no, it isn't, Ma. Florida asks, why isn't it? JJ jumps in and says, uh, because of the no mamas at the assembly rule. <laughs> See, what happens is any mamas caught at the assembly will have to get a note from their children. <laughs> Florida, not really buying it, looks at Michael for confirmation. Michael nods in agreement. Thelma adds, sure sounds silly, Ma, but that's the new law, you know? JJ goes on, yeah, Michael here voted against it, but he was outnumbered. <laughs> that lie <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> Florida borrowing Mike Brady's bullshit detector says, mm -hmm. all right, something's going on, Thelma. You've been doing strange things with your hand. Shit. And JJ, everything you do is strange. With her hands on her hips, she asks, now what's going on here? JJ says, strange you should ask that question, Ma, especially when I don't have an answer. Florida looking at her daughter, Thelma. <laughs> Thelma steps forward and says, uh, well, you see, Ma, it's like this. Um, 
Um, Ma, uh, what was the question again? Hmm. Hmm. I like how Florida isn't stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, like she must get the bullshit detector from Mike Brady for mm-hmm. sure. And I like how she can't, like, people are just like, oh, okay, you know, some people in sitcoms yeah. are just dumb, you know. Exactly. I mean, she She's no nonsense and she, she ain't buying that shit at mm-hmm. all. That's awesome. <clears throat> Man, she seems so proud of him. Man, that would fucking kill me if I was him. You know what I mean? Have your mom all proud of you and shit. You know damn right well that you're not going to be there. Like having her all proud and shit. Like, I don't know. know. JJ kind of sucks at acting. Like the character is not very good. Like he like looks in weird places and shit when he says lines. It's just, he's not very good. Um, (laughs) I think it's kind of funny. The sister, she was acting like a hardcore bitch earlier. Like she was queen shit. And now she can't fucking speak up. Like, (laughs) You know what I mean? Now she, yeah. she's not even the one getting in trouble and she can't speak up and tell people what the fuck's going on yet. She seemed okay with making, you know, JJ, you know, do whatever the fuck she wanted yet. She can't get her brother <laughs> in trouble. Like, yeah. just true. Yeah. Whatever. A scene, I said all. Oh. Florida shutting all that shit down real mm-hmm. quick says, look, I want to know and I want to know now. Oh, shit. Michael finally speaks up and says, Ma, it's not them. They're trying to protect me. Oh. Florida asks, protect you from what? Michael says, yeah, well, the letter in my drawer will explain everything. As Michael goes to retrieve the letter, JJ and Thelma try to quietly point that the letter isn't in the drawer. Michael pulls a Jimmy and asks <laughs> out loud, it's not in the drawer? <laughs> Where is it? JJ and Thelma point to the apron pocket. Malona says, oh, so that's what the new dance craze is all about. Florida takes the letter out of the pocket and reads it. She says, Michael, says here that you won't be leading the honor assembly? Why? And don't give me any fancy answers. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Thelma runs over and says, Ma, take it easy. Malona steps over to Thelma and says, hey, don't worry, your mother will handle this. To reassure her daughter, Florida calmly says to Thelma, I'm only trying to get some information from Michael. And I'm asking in a nice, calm, gentle, motherly way. Hmm, Thelma and Walona both nod in agreement. But then all of a sudden, Florida snaps back to Michael and shouts, Just what have you done to upset the assembly? Hmm. Michael says, Well, um, uh, Florida snaps again. I'm waiting, Michael. Damn. Michael perseveres and says, well, Ma, they wanted me to say something that I didn't believe in. Florida asks, you don't believe in the Pledge of Allegiance? Oh, shit. Michael, have you lost your mind? Boy, have you lost your mind? Because I'll help you find it. (laughs) Stanley. Michael says, Carl doesn't think so. Florida asks, Carl? Carl Dixon? Michael says, yeah. Florida walks closer to her boy and asks, what has he got to do with this? Michael says, well, Ma, he says it's a hypocrisy to say one thing when you know in your guts you feel something else. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. She must be strict as fuck, man, because literally everybody's afraid of her, even the next door neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she's a lot, um, but I I mean, I still feel again like, I feel like a lot of this plot is thrown together. Like stuff just doesn't add up. It's not logical. You know what I mean? Like, no, like what? 
Well, just like maybe it's because it's one episode out of sequence, but it seems like mm-hmm. uh, he lost a bet. He lost a bet, and that's why he gets in the drawer. Cool, perfect. <laughs> you know I mean, like, it's just, there's a lot. There's so many things that you know. Oh, I don't want to say the pledge of allegiance. That's what it is. It just feels like a lot of the plot just doesn't make any sense. Like it's just thrown together. Hmm. You don't think so? Well, I can see definitely that argument for the beginning. Cause that you don't whole, feel like it now? No, because this is the whole pinnacle point of the story. Is yeah, he doesn't feel comfortable saying the Pledge of Allegiance because he doesn't believe, you know, spoiler alert, he doesn't believe in God. Well, yeah, he thinks he doesn't believe in God because at the end, it seems to change. So, anyways, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very thought out. It <clears throat> seems like it was kind of thrown together. But. Hmm. Anyways, scene eight. Florida takes a deep breath and says, All right, Michael, let's pin this down. Just what is it about the Pledge of Allegiance that upsets you and your guts? JJ, trying to help, says, probably the part about liberty and justice for all. Michael walks over to JJ and says, no, it's that mumbo jumbo about one nation under God. Oh, guess from the oh, crowd. Shit. Florida, not believing her son just said what he said, turns around and asks, what? <laughs> Michael says, yeah, Carl says there's no God. And I'm not going to say there is one. Everyone is left silenced. Hmm. Florida walks over to Michael and looks him straight in the eye and asks, what did you say? Mm -hmm. As Michael is about to speak, JJ jumps up and says, "Uh, Michael, don't say anything until you have a chance to hide. Maybe I can get out of the lightning striking place there. JJ then steps away from Michael. Michael says, well, Ma, there is no God. And I'm not going to say there is. Florida says, Michael, that's blasphemy. What's gotten into you? Walona steps in and says, Flo, take it easy. You know, he's just a kid with wild ideas. It don't mean nothing, honey. Thelma steps in and adds, yeah, remember the time he wrote to President Nixon and said that the south side of Chicago should become an independent black nation? Remember that? Walona says, mm-hmm. JJ then says, yeah, and then Nixon wrote back and asked, where is Chicago? Uh, political humor. <laughs> Florida says, no, no, this one is different, Michael. You're my child and your father's child, and we believe in God. She takes a beat and sensitively says, and so did you until you were brainwashed. Now, was that clear? Michael says, yeah, Ma, it's clear. But the way I feel is, Florida interrupts, I don't want to hear anything except, yes, Mama, I believe in God. Hmm. Michael thinks for a moment and then states, no, mama. Hmm. Florida takes another beat, slowly walks over to son and asks, Michael, was it Carl Dixon who told you to say there is no God? Michael argues, ma, Carl didn't tell me to say anything. He just opened my eyes. Sheeple. (laughs) (laughs) Walona trying to break the tension suggests, well, look, we can talk about this later. Let's have dinner now. JJ and Thelma both agree and begin to sit down to dinner. Florida says, we can't talk about this later. Walona. Walona just sighs. Hmm. So I understand her point of view, but why is she on top of him about it? Like she's literally pushing her views just like Mr. Dixon is. That's true. You're right. And like, why why can't they talk about it later? (laughs) It's like, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, at some point you have to let your kid come up, especially at the age that this kid's at, you got to let your kids come up with their own, you know, opinions and stuff. And yeah, Uh, it's a good point too, because it's more like if you push him into it, he's going to push back even more. So it's like, you know, I'll let you just, you figure things out. You do Mm -hmm. your own research, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's basing this on what one person told him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one person said one thing, and without any research, without do- he just like he's just yep, that's right. This guy <laughs> told me, so now it's true. Yeah. So she needs to teach him how to like come to his own conclusion. It's not necessarily about what he should or should not believe in. Right. It should more be about okay. Let's back off for a second. <laughs> You've studied mm. religion since you were born. You had one conversation with this guy. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't you? do more research on the subject before you have these hard core views. Like you're not going to say yeah. something in school because one dude had a conversation with him. It's kind of silly. <clears throat> yep. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Scene nine. Oh shit. Florida turns back to her son and says, Michael, Colonel Dixon is a stranger. Ooh. Now you letting a stranger change everything. This family has always upheld. It's true. Michael says, ma, Carl says, if you can't see it, hear it, feel it, or touch it, it's not there. Mm. Florida says, God is everywhere, and you can feel it here. She points to her heart. Michael asks, how do you know it's not heartburn? <laughs> JJ now drops to his knees and shouts up to the heavens, just jiving, numero uno, just jiving. <laughs> Michael goes on, Ma, I realize this is upsetting you, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to say one nation under God, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Michael then steps away from the conversation. Florida follows him to the other side of the room and says, Oh, Michael, baby, baby, there is a God, a kind, loving, merciful God. Michael, laying down some cold, hard truth, says, Ma, if he's so merciful, how come we're still living in the ghetto? <laughs> and then he walks out like a motherfucking boss. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving Florida, not knowing how to respond. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't, like, don't want to get into the too much heavy stuff in this episode because that's not us. But like with, with my kids, what I teach my kids is just because you don't believe in something doesn't give you the right to disrespect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, even if it's like, let's say, uh, like my son has flags in his room. He likes, ever since he was really young, he's liked flags from other countries. Right. Mm-hmm. And one thing he knows is if I walk in the room and see one of those flags on the floor, I'm going to be pissed because mm-hmm. even though it's not your kind, just because it's not your thing doesn't mean you can disrespect it, you know? And I feel like that needs to be the theme in this too. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if you don't want to believe agree. in it, I get it, but that doesn't give you the right to disrespect it. Come on. Exactly. Um, and I, th- and I think um, Florida and Michael both are guilty of that equally. So yeah. that's my opinion. I'll give my soapbox back because I don't want <laughs> the show to be like that. I feel like there's something to be said about Michael's courage and his ability to stand for what he believes in. Yeah, I could see so, that. I mean, that's pretty brave, like standing up to your mom like that. But see, in my opinion, it shouldn't have to be brave. You should have the kind of open relationship with your parents where you can talk about stuff. Well, I know, but that just shows... She's a good mom. You know what I mean? 
yeah, almost okay. too good to where he has, you know, the confidence to stand up to her and go, no. You know, right. instead of just like being submissive and go, yes, mother, you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, yeah. yeah. But like, like if this conversation was had with my kids, they would just come to me and talk to me about it. Like there would be no right. confrontation. Right. <laughs> and they because, know that. Because we, you and I are more approachable <laughs> as right. parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's not very approachable on this topic. Not at all. So. Uh-uh. Yeah. All right. So this is where we take our next break. Getting okay. a little heavy when you take a break. So it looks as if Michael isn't going to lead the Pledge of Allegiance at the Assembly due to his new atheist beliefs. Hmm. Will he change his beliefs? You, have you not seen it? <laughs> Will Florida <laughs> be more understanding? Hmm. Will JJ even say dynamite in this episode at all? <sighs> we'll be back. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over 100 episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. Nice. That was a good break. <laughs> it was nice. It was that nice. Was a good break. I told you more about my guitar. Guitar. Showed you some of the parts that I ordered. Yeah, yeah. Sure oh, did. Man. So I'm assuming that uh, working at this um, uh, this repair shop that that's Michael's first job. I'm assuming, right? Probably. Yeah. He looks pretty young. Uh, where was your first job? I don't oh. know if we've ever talked about that. I don't know. Like my first job or my first real job? Well, both. Start with one. We'll start. We'll both start with one and then we'll start with the other. Okay. Well, my first job was working at a company called Space Coast Hospital Services. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all I was doing was like picking up trash like around the property, like outside as well as like around the outside perimeter along the road. So (laughs) I used to, so I used to walk the road a lot, picking up like trash and stuff. And I remember one time, this one girl that I went to high school with, she like pulls over. She's like, do you need a ride? (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm working. She's like, Oh, (laughs) it was kind of funny because the road I'm walking along, 
the building was like separated by a small woods, but yeah, it was still that, their yeah. property. Mm-hmm. So it looked like I'm literally just walking along a road <laughs> and it's like, I'm, I'm working. Like, and I'm sure she was like, doing what? <laughs> like, <you're> just walking. <laughs> it's your job to walk along a road. Like, okay. She thought you were a See, prostitute. <laughs> I'm working, I'm working the streets. Work in the corner, bitch. Like, yo, man. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit up. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, what's funny is me and you got our first job in very similar ways. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. They, the school assigned us, quote unquote, mentors, you know, and he's the one that got me my first job. And what's funny is I had known his daughter for years and years. And yeah. um, my first job was at a bowling alley. And, mm-hmm. um, they had colored pins and, um, and whenever you got a strike and the head pin was colored, then you got like a dollar or $3, $5, whatever. My job was to hand out money when anybody got a strike with a pin that had mm-hmm. a red, um, head pin. Yeah. I did um, that with you a couple of nights. Yeah. Saturday I remember nights, I a couple of new year's eves we spent handing uh, money out to people. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's funny is, um, there was other guys that had done it over the years and <laughs> one of them came up and they're like, so, uh, you ever, you, you buy yourself pizza, right? I'm like, what? Do you, what? <laughs> well, you, you take money and go buy pizza, right? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? No. He's like, you don't do that? He's like, I always grab like, cause it was like $2 a slice. He's like, I just grab $2 out of the money and go buy pizza. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you ain't supposed to be doing that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I do it all the time. They don't care. I'm like, well, I don't think they know. Um, that was kind of strange. Anyways. Um, and then they, they expanded my role, uh, to clean up, uh, vomit off the floor. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So that was my first job. Yeah. (laughs) Cleaning up vomit and handing out money. Nice. Nice. Not necessarily in that order. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So what about your, your first real job? My first real job was working at Taco Bell. Oh, shit. Yeah. Taco Hell. (laughs) That's what we called it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a lot of fun. I liked working there. It was a good time. I was there for about a a little over a year, about a year and a half or so until I graduated. Mm -hmm. And then then my third job was United States Navy. So, Mm. Yeah, my first job was at Walgreens. We used to call Mm. them the wall. Yeah. Walgreens. (laughs) To me going, you just want to steal. Yeah. <laughs> I worked there for like six years until I finally got a job at the shop. Oh, so, right, right. The shop. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really liked my first job. I still go back to that bowling alley sometimes. I'm just like, oh, I've spent so many hours in this place. It was great. And then what was cool about it was at the end of the night, um, after we were done, a lot of times we would turn on lanes and just bowl for free. They would let us bowl yeah, as much yeah. as we wanted. So I we would, we I would stay that. at work sometimes. I'd get off at midnight, but we would stay till like two in the morning, just bowling, just having fun. Yeah. We would do what's called shadow bowling. That's what we called it, where we wouldn't turn on the, the pin setters, but we would turn on the lights and then the ball return. And it really is just about trying to hit your mark and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you're not distracted by scores and everything. So yeah, I remember was pretty doing fun. that a few times with you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I like that place. Still there, still open. Yeah, yeah. Still called the same thing. Yep. And so, uh, the daughter that you knew, she actually runs another bowling alley, and she does. Yeah, another town. Yeah, I've looked on. I've looked her up on Instagram and Facebook, but she's not doing the online thing. So yeah. that's all right. If you ever we just can, go into the bowling alley, you'll see her. So. I've I've uh, known her since 
third grade. <laughs> so I've known her since yeah. I was eight. Yeah. 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 That's fun. Yeah, so if, if you guys out there like like to write us in and tell us your first job, it might be interesting. It'd be cool hearing stuff mm. like that. Yeah. yeah. You probably you've probably worked in one of those places where me and Tech would be like, oh, I remember that place. Like if any of you had your first job at Blockbuster, by all means write us. It'd be awesome. That'd be so mm. badass. Wow, or, what a difference. Um, what was that movie store at Melbourne Square Mall? Um, Suncoast? Suncoast, yes. Suncoast yeah. Movies. No, Suncoast Movies? or No, Sun- Suncoast Film Company, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into it. Uh, you Okay. You sound <laughs> like you're ready. You sound like you hesitated. But you sound well, like you're just that you really screwed me up because it's like my line, you know? And I was like, whoa. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So when we left off... Michael was asked by the school to lead the Pledge of Allegiance in the Honors Assembly. Okay. But has backed out due to his new atheist beliefs and refuses to say one nation under God. Mm. Florida thinks that he has been brainwashed by his new boss, Carl Dixon, down at the shop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get mm. back into it. All right. Scene 10. In the shop, Carl Dixon works on some paperwork at the counter. He's wiping his ass. Sorry. Michael is cleaning up around the shop. <laughs> Michael, while holding a small hose, oh shit, asks, "Hey Carl, <laughs> you, hey Carl, what you do with these hose? <laughs> <laughs> hey Carl, what do you want me to do with this?" Carl looks at it and states, "Throw it away." As Michael throws it out, Carl goes on, "I spent twenty years in the army, and I learned that whenever you have something left over, throw it away." Otherwise, they grind it up and serve it to you on a shingle the next day. Hmm. Just then, a regular customer walks into the shop. An older man with an iPod. Oh, no. No, it's a hearing Uh aid in his ear. Yeah, it's a hearing aid. That looks similar to a wired earbud. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Upon sight, Carl says, oh, hello there, Mr. Barnes. How are you? Mr. Barnes steps up to the counter and says, oh, can't complain. Got a TV and a wife and they both work. (laughs) <laughs> the crowd fucking love that shit too yeah right yeah. <laughs> he points to Michael and asks you like that one Sonny Michael just <laughs> rolls his eyes because those are things a 15 year old can relate to you know what I mean <laughs> after Michael disappears to the back Carl asks Mr. Barnes is there uh, something I can do for you Mr. Barnes reaches into his breast pocket and says my hearing aid cuts off and on I have to keep hitting it. You know, I, I got a hearing aid, false teeth, an electric pacemaker in my chest. I'm a regular $8 million man. Hmm. Michael returns with a waffle iron in his hands. He says, Mr. Barnes, don't you mean a regular $6 million man? Mr. Barnes says, oh, no, Sonny. Don't you know things in the ghetto cost more? Hmm. Michael laughs and then says, well, Carl, I'm going to go deliver this griddle. See you later, Mr. Barnes. Michael then leaves the shop. <laughs> he just leaves. He just leaves. Did you get the reference about serving it to you on a shingle? Is that like toast? Like shit on a shingle? Hey, good job. Boom. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. My mom used to make that um, all the time. <laughs> um, oh, a hearing aid with a wire like that. That's weird. Because I, like yeah, I was odd, man. <laughs> but I mean, because I've seen them with like where it goes behind your ear and it's got the, the tube that goes in your ear kind of thing. But yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen one like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Was that? I didn't know it was a waffle iron because they don't specify it because he calls it a griddle. I know he so, calls it a griddle, but I'm like, that looks like a waffle iron to me. Well, because my question was, is that like the predecessor to the George Foreman? Like, I don't know. I, you know, because he's calling it a griddle, like but it looks like it closes in like a waffle iron. So yeah, that's what I I thought too. And it, it's so mm-hmm. funny that the George Foreman grill was that popular because it's like at some point you know that's what he said. Like, hey, let's let's cook meat on a waffle iron. <laughs> but just call it something else. Which is, I don't know. Fuck it. Just call it a grill or whatever. That's all it is. A waffle iron, but you cook meat on yeah. it. It's kind of dumb. So I like the smell of bacon in the morning. So sue me. <laughs> I used to have a George Foreman grill long time ago. Did you? I had one too, and I never once used it. I ended up giving it away, and it was never used. Yeah. Yeah. I use it a lot. Just because, I don't know. I don't like burn marks on it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Stinky <laughs> <laughs> We gotta make that a sound bite. That's awesome. <laughs> Scene 11. <laughs> After he leaves, Mr. Barnes, while leafing through a magazine, asks, What's the kid mumbling about? Oh, shit. Carl, while looking at Mr. Barnes' hearing aid, shouts, I'm gonna have to send it back to the factory. I'll put a rush on it. Mr. Barnes says, No hurry. Starsky and Hutch are just as funny without the sound. Carl then pats Mr. Barnes' shoulder and says, well, it's closing time. One less call for alcohol. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he knows when he's walking to the door, he even sings closing time, but obviously it's not he that does, song. Yeah. That, that song <laughs> that came that out did. in the 90s, but it, it can be close. Like, it's closing time. Well, I mean, now that we're stopped, like, Starsky and Hutch was a comedy? <laughs> I'm not sure. I thought it was just like a cop show. I think there was some comedic elements to it, I think. Okay. Carl walks over to the door to open it up for Mr. Barnes so he can leave, except Mr. Barnes is still thumbing through a magazine. Yep. Carl sees this and then rolls his eyes. He shouts, it's closing time, Mr. Barnes. Still not hearing him, (laughs) Carl steps right behind him and shouts, time to go. Mr. Barnes turns around and says, I don't have to go. I went at home. Carl throws his hands up in defeat. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, Florida shows up outside Carl's shop door. The whole state? (laughs) (laughs) Which part? Was that Gainesville? Sorry. (laughs) Not knowing who she is, Carl shouts, we're closed. Florida mouths the words, it's important. (laughs) I'm just going to mouth it. (laughs) I'm not impotent. No, we're closed. Carl sighs and says, another one with a hearing problem. Oh, shit. And then walks over to the door and opens it. He says, lady, I'm trying to tell you we're closed. (laughs) Florida steps inside and says, I'm sorry, but this is important. Oh, shit. Carl shuts the door to the shop and says, okay, what's so important? Florida cuts right to the chase and says, I'm Michael Evans' mother and we quit. Carl says, you can't quit. You don't work here. Florida (laughs) says, well, as of now, neither does Michael. Oh, damn. I know. You know she, was like, she was like, damn, I got him good. I set him right up for that shit, yeah. too. I was like, like you don't work at home. Like, he's going to be like, well, you don't work at home. Michael don't either. He said right up, too. That's exactly what I was hoping he'd say. He's like, oh, caught off guard. He's That's one thing you can't fix. <laughs> Mr. Barnes, somehow overhearing this, grabs his hearing aid off the counter and says, Oh boy, I don't want to miss this. 
So um, <clears throat> that's a show we could do, Starsky and Hutch. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it's an hour, though. I don't know. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I, um, I don't know. So, again, I write my notes in sequence. So because he doesn't share the same beliefs that his, his son has to quit the job, like I don't I don't get the logic. She just doesn't want him brainwashing his son anymore with whatever else he's going to throw yeah. at him. I still think that's a parent's problem. I'm not going to get into that, but anyways. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it up. A, no, 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 you run it up. Uh, Let's get into it. In a <laughs> family that, energy. In a family that doesn't have that much money, is it really a good idea for a son to quit the job? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, just more poor writing. So. Hmm. so Moses Gunn, who plays Mr. Dixon, was also Dr. Pincho in the Drew Barrymore, David Keith vehicle. <laughs> Firestarter. Huh. That was a, a vehicle. You might be thinking of Christine. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Firestarter. Did you ever see? You remember that? Yeah. Firestarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, he was in that. You're talking about good. the song, right? <laughs> sorry. What? No. <laughs> By the Prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Firestarter. Twisted Firestarter. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good in that movie. Because um, nice. the whole time I was watching this, going, God, where do I know him from? So I'm looking through his IMDb. I'm like, never seen that, never seen that, never seen Finally, I saw Firestarter. I'm like, holy shit, yes. See, I thought it was the guy from Soul Plane. The guy's like, Snakey, Baker. I thought that was that guy. Oh, yeah. I thought sure it was. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, scene 12. Still in the shop, Carl asks, Why don't you want Michael to work here? Florida says, because you're a bad influence. You turned Michael into an atheist. Carl shoes her off and says, oh, come on. He made up his own mind with that God jazz. Florida says, Mr. Dixon, God exists. And I don't like expressions like that God jazz. Hmm. Carl sarcastically corrects himself by saying that God rock and roll. <laughs> Florida says, you're not funny, Mr. Dixon. God exists. Carl begins to lift up items on the counter and look around while asking where? Where is he? Hmm. Florida says he's everywhere. She turns to Mr. Barnes and adds, he's even in this shop. Mr. Barnes says, don't look at me, lady. I may be old, but I ain't God. Hmm. (laughs) He then laughs at his own joke. Loving Mr. Barnes's joke, Carl says, score atheist one, believer zero. You want to take another shot at him, Mrs. Evans? Now give me some proof that God exists. Florida turns to Carl and says, you. You're here. Carl says, of course I'm here. It's my shop. (laughs) Florida says, I mean, he created you. Carl says, he says this shit right into the camera too. You notice that? (laughs) He does. (laughs) He says, all these years, I've been sending a tie to my dad on Father's Day. (laughs) Mr. Barnes says, atheist too. Believer zero. And then sees Florida giving him the stink eye and he (laughs) shuts up. Carl now picks up a newspaper sitting on the counter. He holds up headlines and reads, Look, lady, bomb kills four in Belfast. Starvation in India. Two-week-old baby dies in crib. If God exists, then would he allow things like this to happen? Carl now looks off into the distance and adds, And another thing, would he allow the Boston Celtics to beat the Chicago Bulls 116-104? to Florida smiles and asks Mr. Dixon, Did you bet on the game? Carl, still looking off in the distance, says, Yeah. Florida asks, did you win? <laughs> Carl says, no. Florida laughs and proudly boasts, ha, 
there is a God. Hmm. Mr. Barnes, who's still keeping score, says, ha, that's a two-pointer. Score is tied. Score is tied. <laughs> and then points and laughs at Carl. Carl mocks Mr. Barnes and says, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> and then turns to Florida and says, lady, you want me to believe in God that plays favorites? Tell me something. Who's he picking at Arlington in the fifth? Which I'm assuming is some sort of sports talk of some kind. <laughs> Florida, not amused by such foolish debauchery. Oh, good shit. Says, look, I don't care what you believe, Mr. Dixon. I just don't want you changing anything my son believes. And Michael believes in God. Carl says, if Michael believes in God, he's the lousiest atheist in town. And if there's one thing we atheists cannot abide, it's a backslider. Hmm. Mr. Barnes laughs and ironically says, hey, man, well, it looks like this game is running into overtime. I am leaving. I get a gracious plenty of God on Sunday. Mr. Barnes takes off his hearing aid and sets it on the counter. He reminds Carl, don't forget to fix this. Carl says, I won't. As Mr. Barnes leaves the shop. Hmm. I'm not sure Mr. Barnes is a reoccurring role, but he should be. You think so? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, he's definitely a strong character. Mm, I can almost funny. see, in a strange way, I can almost see him in Florida like dating. Mr. Barnes? Yeah. The old man? Oh, the, the old man? No, I was thinking the shop owner. Because <laughs> uh, opposites well, attract kind of thing. Funny you should mention that, um, which is something I was going to discuss in the after show, but um, they actually do. Oh, do they really? Oh, yeah. He's only on like six episodes, you said. But it's like the last six episodes, and actually there's more to it than that. They actually okay. end up getting married on the show, too. Do they ever, do they ever have a scene where he's like, Bang! Stinky bangers! <laughs> I'm just curious. No? Okay. Um. <laughs> no, no, but there is a time where, uh, <laughs> where, um, like after the, the, they get married. Right. And then, uh, the bells are ringing and everything, and he's carrying his bride for the first time in Florida. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he stops. He's huh? Good chimes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about the cat gets loose and the dog starts chasing. I thought for sure you were going to say that. Oh. <laughs> um, so why is Florida even arguing about this? Like, you know, I mean, neither of them are going to change their mind. It's so pointless. I hate the. It's just it's like a pet peeve. Um, <laughs> But also, at this point, I didn't understand, and they didn't do a very good job of explaining. Um, I wasn't sure if the shop was used appliances or repairs. And I guess they say repair shop at one time, but I didn't catch it. So I'm sitting there the whole time going, He's, so wait a minute, this is some kind of used appliance store that that has delivery? Like they were doing like curbside <laughs> pickup before anybody? Like some. It's a repair shop, but I'm sure they probably also has used shit in there too to sell. Right. People don't pick yeah. up their shit <laughs> or whatever. Or don't yeah. pay for it. Or <laughs> Times have changed because now all that shit's just cheaper to buy a new one. If you went to a repair shop, it's like, can you fix my toaster? They'll be like, no. It's going to cost you more to fix it and you could just buy another one. Like, <laughs> so funny. Hell, you can't even fix TVs anymore. It's cheaper to buy a new one. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, I can, <sighs> I can fix your TV for $200 or you can buy one another one for $250. It's up to you. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> fix my toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fix my George Foreman grill and then have some 14-year-old deliver it? <laughs> if 
fix my toaster. Like, <laughs> can you imagine how that conversation goes? Well, what's it not doing? Really? <laughs> Toasting. <laughs> it's like somebody told me the numbers on a toaster are minutes and not uh, like. I don't think that's true. No? Because all toasters are different with their numbering system. Well, like mine have, if I use it, <laughs> then the next time I use it, it pops quicker because it's already heated up. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, if you use I don't it back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Scene 13. <laughs> oh, shit. Carl now turns to Florida and says, Mrs. Evans, look, I've had it up to here. I'm a busy man. If God exists, I wish he'd make his presence known. Then all of a sudden, the phone rings. Oh, shit. Carl then freezes at the unfortunate timing. Florida smiles at the fortunate timing of the Hmm. ringing phone. (laughs) Carl then awkwardly and nervously picks up the phone and says, Hello? (laughs) Yeah. What? Oh, okay. Carl then hangs up the phone and says, that was the man upstairs. <laughs> Florida smiles, but Carl shuts that shit down real quick and says, now, before you get carried away, it wasn't your man upstairs. It was my man upstairs. My man. Mm, he's like <laughs> Mr. That, Jennings. <laughs> Mr. Jennings, he lives above the store and he must know if his radio was fixed. Mm. Florida says, Mr. Dixon, Michael is at a very impressionable age. Now, he was sure of his beliefs until he met you. Oh, damn. Carl says, now I haven't influenced him one way or the other. Florida argues, oh, yes, you have, and there's no need to yell. (laughs) Carl shouts, I'm not yelling. Florida shouts back, you are yelling. Oh, shit. I guess I should know yelling when I hear yelling. She put some stank on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Carl walks over to another counter, grabs two screwdrivers, places them side by side of each other on the counter in front of Florida. He asks, Mrs. Evans, what do you see here? Florida says, look, Mr. Dixon, I'm in no mood to play games. Carl says, come on, come on. What do you see here? Florida sighs, looks down and says, two screwdrivers. Carl now moves one of the screwdrivers to another position next to the other. He asks, now what do you see? Florida looks down, looks back up at Carl like his moron, and repeats, two screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. Carl then moves the screwdriver yet again to a different position next to the other. He asks again, now what do you see? Florida getting tired of this derisive chicanery. Oh, shit. Good word. Thanks. A- and shouts, two screwdrivers. <laughs> Carl says, I say there are three screwdrivers. Florida sighs and says, I'm sorry, Mr. Dixon, but there are only two screwdrivers there. Carl says, you say there are two screwdrivers. I say there are three screwdrivers. Hmm. Now, will you admit that I wasn't yelling if I'm wrong? (laughs) Florida says, why, certainly. Carl simply says, I'm wrong. Hmm. Florida looks at Mr. Dixon and nods to him. She says, okay, Mr. Dixon, you flim flam me. Carl says, you're right, Mrs. Evans. That's just what I did. Oh, shit. Florida leans into Carl as she says, well, if you can do that to me, don't you think you can influence Michael? Carl thinks for a second and says, you made your point, Mrs. Evans. He leans into her and adds, and you did it without a screwdriver. 
Florida's them just mirrors. It getting fucking hot in here. <sighs> Shit. Hell Look yeah. What I got? Dang, stinky pinky. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of my honeymoon. I don't know what that means. Sorry. Florida says, Mr. Dixon, I'm telling Michael he can't work here any longer. Mm. As she turns to leave, Carl says, you're his mother. I can't stop you. But do yourself a favor. Let me do the dirty work. Mm. If you lower the boom on Michael, he's going to resent it. It's true. If I do it, what the hell? He doesn't have to ever see me again. Hmm. Florida, surprised at the nice gesture, says, Thank you, Mr. Dixon. You're very thoughtful. Carl asks, For an atheist? Florida simply says, Good night, Mr. Dixon. Carl says, Good night, Mrs. Evans. She then opens the door and leaves. Hmm. So, I take it, they, they kind of make it feel like this is a small neighborhood kind of shop, Right. Granted, yeah. it's Chicago, but Chicago still made up of small neighborhoods. Yeah. Why is he choosing to argue with a potential customer that knows a bunch of other potential customers? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't think he's really thinking about it like that. I think he's just thinking yeah, about it. It sounds like he's a shitty business owner. Mom. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That, that part didn't make any sense. But again, it just, this whole thing just reeks of bad writing to me. So. Hmm. So, the whole screwdriver bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know where... I thought this was going in a way to, like, prove that there was no God kind of a thing. Right. Like, I thought this was going to be like, well, I say there's three screwdrivers. Well, there's only two. Oh, so you... Because you can't see it, you don't believe it. I thought that's where he was going to go with that. Like, you can't see my penis? Does that mean I don't have one? <laughs> right. You don't see God, but you believe he's there. Right. You know, I thought that's kind of where he was going with that, but he didn't, which kind of threw me off. Mm. Okay. Um, now, looking back at the phone call conversation now with the, quote, man upstairs. Right. Um, <laughs> how is that? Because he said there was the man upstairs asking if his radio was fixed. But on Carl's side of the conversation, all he said was, hello. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> How is it? What's the guy on the other side going? Hey, um, Mr. Dixon? Yeah. Is my radio fixed? What? Is my radio fixed? Oh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> well, he could have said, hey, is my radio fixed? And he's like, yeah. Okay, can you bring it up to me? What? Can you bring it up to me? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you got um, it. You made it work. Boom. Hmm. All right. Scene 14. After locking the door behind Florida, Carl walks back to his counter and shouts, doggone it. Hmm. He sighs knowing what he has to do. Just then Michael returns from the delivery. Michael says, Carl, here's the money for the griddle. He places cash down on the counter and then asks, anything else you want me to do before we knock off? Carl grabs the cash and thinks for a moment. He says, how do you like that? He pop opens the register and says, worked all day. And all I took in was $10. Michael says, don't worry, Carl. You got a lot of work coming in. Carl picks up a bottle of oil and says, damn oil company. Michael asks, huh? Carl asks, you know what they've done to the price of oil? Michael asks, on a little can like that? Carl says, look, look, Michael, on a little can like this, you multiply by eight more. And what do you got? Bankrupt. I 
declare bankruptcy! (laughs) Michael says, oh, come on. Carl says, Michael, I mean it. I'm going to have to cut down on expenses. I'm afraid I'm going to have to let you go. Michael argues over a little can of oil. Carl stops him and says, Michael, Michael, you don't understand business. It starts somewhere on the top with some guy digging in the desert and it works itself down. And it's always the little man who gets it in the neck. Michael says, yeah, but around here, I'm the little man. Carl reminds him, there are only two of us, Michael. Who am I going to fire? Me? Hmm. Michael thinks about what he just said and retorts, tell you what, I don't have to come in every day. I'll just come in three times a week. Without a response, Carl picks up a cigar and places it in his mouth and turns his back to Michael as if to stand his ground and his decision. Michael tries again and suggests, I'll take a cut of my salary. Carl remains stoic and just ignores Michael with his back to him. Michael tries one last time and suggests, I'll work here for nothing until prices of oil go down. As hard as it is for Carl, he remains emotionless and doesn't respond. Michael, finally getting the hint, just turns and walks out. Once he leaves... Carl takes the cigar out of his mouth and simply says, damn. Hmm. That's going to suck to have to fire him for no reason. Yes. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, I had friends that uh, were managers when I got laid off and they literally had to do that. (laughs) But they had to do it to 200 something employees. So, um, Well, did you notice the shaky camera? Yeah, I did. I <laughs> did just one yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, but man, that was stone cold. Holy shit. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> yeah. That was Damn. Scene of 15. Mm. Back at the Evans apartment, Florida serves dinner. Beef stew again, apparently. Sure. <laughs> As Thelma brings things to the table, she says to Michael, who's sitting at the table next to JJ, Oh, come on, Michael. It's only a part-time job. (laughs) After she sets a plate of bread on the table, she goes on. Look at JJ. He's been fired more times than a Saturday night special. (laughs) I don't get it. That that was kind of funny. Saturday night special is a gun. Oh, oh, okay. okay. (laughs) As Malona takes a seat at the table, she says, you got that right. Just a part-time job. You'll get another one, honey. JJ says, yeah, it's just a shame it had to happen 50 years before retirement. (laughs) And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. Oh, shit. Florida says, oh, it never fails. Now, who can be so inconsiderate as to come calling just at dinner hour? As she opens the door, it's revealed to be Mr. Dixon standing in the doorway. Hmm. Florida says, Mr. Dixon, why are you standing in the doorway? No. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Dixon, Carl says, I brought Michael's tool belt. I thought he might need it. Hmm. Florida asks, won't you come in? Mr. Dixon says, thank you, and steps inside. After he steps in, Michael gets up from the table and asks, Mom, may I be excused? Oh, shit. Florida says, you certainly may not. Oh, damn. I know. We have company. Florida walks over to the table with the rest of the family and says, Mr. Dixon, these are my children, J.J., Thelma, and my neighbor, Wilona Woods. They all greet Carl. J.J. stands up and says, hey, uh, look here, Mr. Dixon. There's word out on the streets that you got a job open. Florida says, JJ, how could you? 
Gigi says, it ain't for me, Ma. It's for Thelma. I figure we got to get her out of here working and doing something. Thelma and Walona just laugh. Carl walks over to Michael with his tool belt in hand and says, Michael, I thought you might want this. Mm. Michael keeping his back to Mr. Dixon. Ooh. You know what he's just thinking? Michael was like, like hell yeah. I'm going to put my back to him, too, just like he did to me. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I hope. And hope now this we're in my house, bitch. This is your <laughs> yeah. Some taste of your own medicine. How's it taste? <laughs> he then just reaches up and grabs the belt. Florida says, Michael, you're being rude. Michael stands up, faces his mother, and says, but he fired me. He said he was my friend. Then he fires me for no reason at all. Which he like literally gave him a reason. Like he explained (laughs) in great detail the reason. So Michael then walks over to the kitchen. Florida follows him and says, Michael, Mr. Dixon didn't fire you. He's like, sweet, I got my job. No. (laughs) She thinks for a moment and then admits, I did. I asked Mr. Dixon to let you go. What kind of shit is that? (laughs) (laughs) Michael, shocked at the news, asks, Ma, how could you? Florida argues, honey, I was trying to do it for your own good. Michael argues mm. back, you had no right to do that. He then wishes he was a dinosaur and storms off to his room. <laughs> As he passes by Mr. Dixon, Mr. Dixon, without looking up, commands, halt, soldier. Michael stops in his tracks. Mr. Dixon goes on, about face. Michael turns around and walks over to Mr. Dixon, a little confused. Mr. Dixon lowers his tone and says, knock it off. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. My dad used to do this shit. Like, not everybody eats at the same time. What the fuck is she talking about? Like, how dare somebody come to a door when it's dinner time? What the yeah, fuck do you mean? Not everybody eats dinner at the same time. That's an old-timey thing, yeah. That's so stupid. Like, God forbid we got a phone call when dinner was on the table. Because <laughs> my dad would just pick up the phone and literally just go... Don't you eat and then hang up. <laughs> it's such a dumb way of thinking. Anyways, yeah. um, it's funny. JJ almost knocked the table over when he stood up. Oh, <laughs> he almost knocked everything off the table. Um, <laughs> but why would you react that way? What the fuck? Like, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, Michael, why would you react that way? Like, react like, oh, like mad because yeah, you like fired? being all pissy and being all butthurt and shit and wanting to go to your room. Yeah. Like, the fuck, man? Like. And plus, like, that was your dad's tool belt that your mom was proud to give you? You're just going to just fucking leave it there because you lost your job like a little bitch? Like, (laughs) the fuck, I don't think he meant to leave it, but, Hmm. yeah. Did you see how much beef stew is in that bowl? (laughs) What's the third night they're eating attack? Come on, now. (laughs) There's hardly anything in there. (laughs) And spoiler alert, later, she's like, stay for dinner. There's plenty. I'm like, no, there's not. You know, like a liar. (laughs) Scene 16. Once Michael has calmed the fuck down, Florida walks over and says, Michael, when I read that letter about the honor assembly and I heard your newfound views on religion, I had to do something about it. Mr. Dixon adds, your mother was doing what she thought was the best. Walona chimes in and says, you're right, Mr. Dixon. (laughs) Michael says, but she cost me a good job. Walona once again chimes in, you're right, Michael. Thelma asks Walona, how can Mr. Dixon and Michael be right? Walona says, Thelma, shut up. I'm a peacemaker. She then jokingly nudges Thelma in the ribs. Mm. Michael turns to his mother and says, Ma, the way I see it, you're trying to make me choose between you and Carl. 
Florida says, oh, that's not true, Michael. Michael, look at me in the eye and tell me, do you believe in God? Michael thinks for a moment and then says, well, Ma, Florida, not happy with any hesitation to the question, says, Michael, you've lived in this house for 15 years. There's no way you don't believe in God. Carl turns Michael around to face him and says, Michael, I don't believe in God. But you don't have to do my thing to be my friend. I'm going to love you just as much anyways. And then he like puts his hand on his cheek and then like endless love starts playing. No. Um, and Michael, lights out. <laughs> Michael thinks about it and turns to his mother and gives her a tearful hug. Oh, um, why does the daughter and the neighbor act like they're siblings all of a sudden? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like bickering well, each other. She's young. She's much younger than like okay. Florida. Um, Man, you could tell this is way before social media because like people got along great until they like posted that shit on Facebook. If they would have posted this shit on Facebook, <laughs> it, there would be like 2000 comments of people calling them morons and shit. Like um, <laughs> I have times have changed. Scene 17. Michael turns to Carl and asks, is it okay if I lead that assembly tomorrow? Florida snaps her finger and says, you got it. Oh shit. Michael asks his mother, what about my job? Carl snaps his finger and says, you got it. Michael asks, what about... What about the high school swim team like Tack? Oh, my God. (laughs) Just one week. (laughs) (sighs) You fucking love them Speedos, man. You probably parade around in those in your room, don't you? You know you do. Does it say RHS on the back or the front? Just curious. <laughs> Do you wear your Letterman jacket when you walk around your speedo? <laughs> Do you sing I'm a private dancer? No? <laughs> huh? Okay. They all just cheer as Michael heads back over to the table. Malona says, sit down, Mr. Moneymaker. Sit right down there. <laughs> Carl says, well, that's all cleared up. Thank God. As Mr. Dixon heads to the front door, Florida smiles really big and says, oh, gotcha. <laughs> Mr. Dixon stops, turns around and asks, huh? Florida says, you said, thank God. <laughs> Carl says, madam, when I say thank God, that doesn't mean I believe in a supreme being any more than when you say holy mackerel. You want to kneel down to a fish? <laughs> Florida, ready to fight this, says, now look, Mr. Dixon. But J.J. interrupts and says, uh, ma, please. No hassling on an empty stomach. Oh, shit. Let's eat. And they all agree. Let's eat all this shit for the third day in a row. <laughs> As Florida heads back to the table, Mr. Dixon says, uh, Mrs. Evans, before I go, uh, there's something I want to say. Florida rolls her eyes and <laughs> sighs. Mr. Dixon goes on. We've had our differences, but I admire a woman who could stand up to me the way you did. Florida looks at him in shock. Michael, with a strange flex, as the kids say, <laughs> says, Are you kidding? Ma could stand up to Howard Cosell. Okay. Uh, All right. right. All right. And Dick Clark, probably, too. Okay. <laughs> That's what Florida. I call it, too. <laughs> Florida, now feeling good about some ego boosting, says, Well, that being the case, 
and seeing the group that has gathered into this room and knowing how much meat there is in the stew, mm. I would say, won't you please join us for dinner? Mr. Dixon says, oh, well, I, Florida not taking no for an answer adds, we have plenty. And mm. Mr. Dixon says, you talk me into it. And they mm. all just laugh. Mm. Yeah, they have plenty. We'll okay. Um, yeah, right. Why, why is JJ wearing a jacket and a turtleneck, like in a house, like in an apartment? Like, he must be sweating his balls off. <laughs> like you don't sit around the house in a jacket and turtleneck. But I mean, he must be sweating his balls off, really. Like For a sure. jacket and a turtleneck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I understand it was a style back then, but Jesus, really? Yeah, that's that's a bit much. Hmm. Scene eighteen. Florida motions for Mr. Dixon to come sit at the table. As she grabs a place sitting for him, Michael says, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse myself. Thelma says, knowing the meat at Borgen's Market, your wish might come true. Oh, shit. Malona says, oh, stop it. <laughs> no, but not everybody thinks like you, Patrice. <laughs> yes, they do. They just don't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Once Mr. Dixon has a seat, Florida asks, JJ, would you like to say grace? JJ says, okay, Lord, for the food we are about to receive, we thank you. They all just look up at Mr. Dixon. <laughs> he awkwardly says, uh, and then simply shrugs. JJ <laughs> goes on, and by a vote of five to one, the family all just laughs. Hmm. And they begin to dig into Florida's famous beef stew. <laughs> hmm. You know... I learned something here today, Jimmy. Okay. I learned that we don't all have to share the same views on things. In fact, it's better if we don't. It makes for a nice and more diverse world to live in. We may not all have the same opinions or ideas, but if we all took the time to share our thoughts or share our feelings and take even more time to listen... We can all live amongst each other in great harmony and a greater understanding of people that we care the most about. And that's the world I want to live in. Or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It was cool. Hmm. I guess. That's, that makes you think. Thinky, thinky! <laughs> so what happened to dynamite? I don't know. Not in this episode, I guess. They're freaking liars, man. Like, at least we got to hear Arnold go, what you talking about, Willis? Well, we can't hear dynamite. Mm -hmm. We can't hear fucking dynamite. Really? It's not. It, it wasn't dynamite. It's, I'm sorry, but. No. That's the end of the episode. That was the end of the episode. <laughs> guess it was a good one. <laughs> no, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. So I got an email to read. All right. So this one comes to us from Eric. Nice. Yeah. And Eric says, hi, Tech and Jimmy. Hi, Eric. And he even wrote, typing this while hearing the voice Tech will use to read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. First time emailer. Nice. I've been listening to your show for about a year now. Wow. Nice. Like others, I discovered it after finding the real Brady Bros. Good. That's cool. Which can be a little too wholesome. 
Mm. I appreciate the R-rated spin you guys place <laughs> on the episodes. <laughs> That's just immaturity is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Got through the Brady episodes pretty quickly and love them all. Though I did skip some in the first season. Sorry, Tack, no, but they aren't as good without Jimmy. <laughs> oh, shit. Also enjoyed the limited episodes of Gilligan's Island you did. Though, yeah. in my opinion, they would have been more popular if you started with season two, the color episodes. Interesting. That's yeah. racist. But... <laughs> and I have been catching the random episodes you've been doing lately of different shows. I'm halfway through the Honeymooners episode mm. and stopped at what I was doing to write this email. The interview with Jackie Gleason's grandson was interesting. I grew up in the 70s and my favorite movie was Smokey and the Bandit. I wish you guys had known more about the franchise because there's a rumor about the awful third sequel that was never been able to be proven. Rumor has it, Jackie Gleason was to play both the Bandit and and Sheriff Buford <laughs> T. Justice simultaneously with the title being Smokey is the Bandit. However, test audiences found it confusing, so parts of the film were reshot using Jerry Reed as the Bandit. Okay. Apparently, the first version of the film was destroyed, never existed, or is hiding in the back of someone's closet. I would have loved for you guys to ask the grandson about this. But since you are 10 years younger than me, Smokey and the Bandit wasn't your go-to hilarious movie as it was for a lot of us losers, 50-year-old males. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is a long, boring story for the majority of your audience, but I just had to get it off my chest. One of you should call or email the grandson and pose that question. By the way, he's referring to Mark Chuddock, in case listeners don't know who, who he's talking about. About 12 people in the world would love to know this answer. (laughs) And one of those 12 is a loyal listener to your show. I'm adding a link to this email, which discusses this theory. So you don't think, (laughs) so you don't think I'm drunk or high. So (laughs) I'm probably both. (laughs) Keep on trucking, Eric. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I didn't ever heard about this third Installment of Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey is the Bandit. I wonder if um, no, I would. No, I was gonna say I wonder if it's on his IMDb, but I doubt it. If it didn't actually go into production, not production. Right. If it didn't go in theaters, didn't get released at all. Um, I'm kind of new to the Smokey and the Bandit franchise. Okay. Um, like he even pointed out to, like I just saw those movies for the first time all the way through, just like a couple months ago. Oh shit! Okay, and um. And I can see totally about <laughs> Jackie Gleason playing both characters. Because if, mm-hmm. you, if you remember Smoking the Bandit 2, if you remember that movie. No, I don't. <laughs> Jackie Gleason played three characters in that movie. Oh. He played, it was like the family members of Buford T. Justice that were also sheriffs in their own towns. And one of them was hilarious. One of them was actually like, Gay, <laughs> and mm. he was like very flamboyant. And mm. it's just funny to see Jackie Gleason play a flamboyant character. And that's uh, like in I think the movie Stardust. Robert De Niro plays somebody that's really flamboyant. It's pretty funny. Um, mm. Hmm. I don't know. That would be interesting. We should reach out to Mark and ask him. Yeah, let's get sure. him on the horn. <laughs> get him on the horn. Right? Can you do it right now? <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, Eric. Well, we'll we'll reach out to him. We'll, we'll try to reach out and see what he says. 
Well, he might be listening right now too. So that's true. Yes, Mark, so Mark if you're uh, if you're listening, yeah, write us in and tell us if you've heard anything about the th- the third sequel. Yeah, twelve Second people. Sequel. Excuse me, fourteen people want to know the answer to that now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, this mm. could be fifteen because maybe people didn't know this was a question. Oh, there might be even more than yeah. that. And we have literally like tens of people listening. So yeah, there's tens of people that need to know this. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I'm I'm truly interested. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Hmm. So yeah, Mark, hit us up. Let us know. And Eric, thanks for sending it. That was good. Oh yeah, we appreciate it. All right, Eric. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, you know, we did here. We had a good time tonight. And remember, we do love these shows. It's all about the good times and the laughs. Mm-hmm. We would also like to personally thank our producers from Patreon. Because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Oh. And we're looking at two people specifically. Two people by the name of Ginny and Jim. Jiminy. <laughs> they saw two two lowly podcasters swimming in a big giant pond. And they thought, we're going to take on these two young ones. And they became Patreon subscribers. They became producers. They became friends. <laughs> so we will always give them a shout out. And we will always thank them. It's beautiful, Jimmy. And, uh, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Homework assignments. Oh. We are handing out homework. So the first one is check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or Audible, or wherever you're listening to us. Tell two friends about the show. If you don't have two friends, then... um, Tell your boss. Send an email to the show like Eric did and tell us how you like or dislike the show at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and all the fun at Averybrady Facebook group. If... You would like to be a producer? Check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very pretty podcast. Remember, we have an after show starting, and mm. it's only for Patreon people. We're this isn't a scam. No, to try to get more Patreon subscribers. It's just me and Tech feel like we haven't done enough for our Patreon subscribers. And if you're one of those people that agree with us and say, "The fuck, like, what, what do I get? Like, okay, so I get a fucking mug, like after so many months or weeks or whatever." Well, no, now you'll get an after show. So. Mm-hmm. And also to the Patreon people out there, feel free to send an email and speak up. You know, this is the same rules as this show. So, you know, if you want us to touch on certain things or you want us to change the format, feel free to reach reach out and, and explain it and tell us how we can make it better. That's right. This is for you guys. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates like, you know, like, you know, what I'm wearing today and stuff like that. <laughs> Go check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. We put some kind of silly things on that have to do with the Brady Bunch and everything. So it's worth at least checking out just for the chuckles. (laughs) Check out our T-Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this and every episode. And we might have a new shirt coming out at some point. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about that today. We are... Also, we are now on the Clapper app at a very pretty podcast. Hmm. Hmm. 
But most importantly, go check out classic iconic television. And Jimmy here is going to tell us what to watch next. Thank you. Okay, so after entering all our data into our randomizer 3000, it will randomly pick the next episode for us. Okay. Engage. Did you bang it a couple times? Hmm? Did you bang it a couple times? Oh, it's done now. Okay. Okay. I like the... So on the next episode, we look at Family Ties. Oh, shit. Season six, episode one or two, depending on what you're watching it on. The last of the Red Hot Psychologists. Hmm. Back to school, Jennifer in high school and Andy in kindergarten, Alex and Mallory return to college. Alex is asked to participate in a psychology study by a co-student, Lauren. They get off to a bad start, but slowly find the attraction. Oh, this is where he meets his wife. Yeah, in real life, too. Yeah, his real life wife. The show is available to stream on Pluto TV. Mm. And I believe Pluto is free to download. Yep, this one's free. What will we do, baby, without us? Uh-huh. That's your part, Jimmy. What do we do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ain't none. Oh. Duh. <laughs> All right. So, unless you have anything else? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there ain't no nothing we can't <laughs> love each other through. <laughs> what do we do, baby? <laughs> Shana na na. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog. <laughs> That's it. Okay, that's it. All right. In that case, I've been Jimmy. And I've been Zach. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs> <laughs>